0: where my handle is at Turkey Hitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number one hundred and seventy-six, Wild Turkey Records with Karen Cavender and a little bit more turkey soup. And I am your host and the guy who actually got no tractor work done last week. So if you remember last week, I said I was going to my hunting camp to do a little tractor work to get ready for turkey season. And I drove the two hours to get down to the club. And when I could not get the tractor started, I called my dad who manages the hunting club in order to chit chat with him about the tractor and see if we could figure out what was wrong with it. But when I called him, he informed me that there was no need to do any tractor work down there. That we had just found out we lost our lease and we will not be hunting down there next year. So, about 30 minutes later, I packed up and drove the two hours back home. <laughs> you know, what else can you do? This place, we've been hunting it for 30 years. We have been there for 30 years. And just slowly, piece by piece, we've been losing some of that hunting property as the owners have been selling it off and the people that have been buying it have been buying it to hunt on it. And it was destined to happen. In fact, probably every year for the past three years, we thought that we were losing the place. This year, we know we're losing it. But the good news is. It's early March and we have time to find something else. So I'm not real worried about it. I'm actually excited about it as I've been excited about the prospects of finding something else anyway. So everything is good. Another reason everything is good is because we are seven days, 12 hours, 57 minutes and 29 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season and Alabama. Just over one week. Today I have a ton of info for you. So listeners, take your marks, get set, and let's go. First, you guys probably already know that we launched a couple of giveaways on last week's show. Well today we're announcing our first winners for each giveaway. First up, to tell us who is scoring a really cool item from Dixie Fowl Company is J.R. Holly. Listen in and I'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, I've got J.R. Holly on the line with me this evening to pick the first winner of the Dixie Fowl Company giveaway with the Turkey Hunter podcast. And so I'm excited about this. J.R., how are you this evening?
1: I'm good, Andy. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. So, I understand you are actually at your local NWTF banquet.
1: I am. I am. We are kind of getting down to the end of it, but I have snuck out for just a few minutes to
0: speak with you. Fantastic. Well, I don't want to keep you any longer than I have to, so we'll pick a winner here, but I got a text message from you Saturday (laughs) morning, I believe. Yep.
1: Yep, you did, about 30 minutes after fly down, just, just like you predicted.
0: And the Grand Slam has a check mark beside it.
1: It does. It does. So the, my first Grand Slam is in the books, and it feels pretty good.
0: Congrats, man. That is awesome. That is so exciting. When I saw that Thank picture, you. I just I was like, yep, that's, that's what I kind of expected to happen, and I'm glad it did happen <laughs> that way. All right. So for those of us who have not been out yet, not squeezed the trigger yet, tell us what happened.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll give you a bit of the condensed version of it. We got in between two different roosting sites. We had one we were leaning towards trying to get into, but by the time the first bird dobbled, it was already getting pretty close to fly down time. The the sun was up pretty good. There was no slipping into their bedroom. So we just had to kind of play the hand that was dealt, and which was fine. There was lots of birds in the area. My guide, Randall, had uh, called me on Friday on my way down and told me that he had He had found seven gobblers, four hens, and a couple of jakes that were roosted on his property, but kind of moving over to a neighbor's property. Mm -hmm. And that was during the week. But he said that on the weekends, the neighbor comes out to the farm and more than likely was going to bust those turkeys up around Mm mid-morning. So, and he also, we talked about there being seven gobblers and four hens, somebody's going to get kicked out of that group. Somebody's going to be out wondering. So anyways, we slipped into where we wanted to be. The turkeys had flown down and just as Randall said, they had gone right over to the neighbor's pasture and it didn't gobble much on the roost. We watched them fly down, pitched over there. So we got in and got settled and we didn't have anything around us. All the birds were over in the neighbor's pasture. We slipped into a tree, good spot, nice little clearing in front of us. We were in a creek bottom and Turkey started warming up. It started gobbling pretty good. Things were getting exciting. You know, it was nice to hear a bunch of birds sounding off. And about 20 minutes after fly down, I heard a a truck come on that side of the pasture. And it it was the farmer coming in for his weekend visits. And so we're kind of wondering how that was going to play out. We heard another bird gobble way on the other side of the neighbor's property. And we're thinking, oh, no, they've... You know, he's busted them all away from us. You know, this is not going to turn out the way we wanted. Mm -hmm. A few minutes go by, and a hen, she starts, starts cranking up a little bit. So Randall's letting me call, and so I'm talking to her, and she's talking back, and we just have a little conversation for a few minutes. And everything that she says, I just kind of repeat it back. And then we hear a turkey gobble, and he's on our side of the pasture, and he sounds a lot closer than they had before. So in between us and this pasture is an orange grove and a wood line of about 50 yards, and he's in the wood line. Okay. So so I just goes quiet, turkey goes quiet, and about 15 minutes later, you know, you, you the, the my favorite words in the turkey woods when you're hunting with somebody else is I see him, mm-hmm. and saw. So saw one redhead come by, and it was a Jake, and then I saw this bright white head of a gobbler coming by right behind him in about 60 yards. I have two good gaps to shoot in, two good holes to shoot in, and turkeys just blow right through the first one, not a chance to, to get a shot. And they come into the second hole and stands there and struts. And needs about 50 yards, the, the long beard is. And, you know, I just I didn't want to take that shot First bird I see, I just didn't want to be over that quick. Plus, it was a questionable shot. So, we just kind of hold tight, and we start hearing more turkeys walking around behind us. And my guide leads, uh, leans over to me and says, "Randall says we're we're about to be covered up in turkeys." And then the next thing I know, I'm hearing wing beats and turkeys are pitching across the creek. They're coming across the uh, little canal by the orange grove, and we have a Jake walk pretty much in our lap. He walks about six yards in front of us, and he straight to, to the long beard, who has now come directly to our left he's about 30 yards to the left in between some big palms and I'm sitting on the right side of the tree and Randall's sitting on the left side of the tree so now I've got a little bit of dilemma is he's where I need to be so another long beard shows up comes in behind us and he meets the long beard that I'm trying to take and the strutter mm. and we kind of let them do their thing, and they both fan and put their backs to us, and the jakes have kind of moved off. And when they do that, Randall kind of makes a little adjustment to allow me to basically lay across his lap. Yeah. So I'm across his lap, kind of leaned into him. I got my gun up. The second gobbler moves on out, so it's just there's one nice hole that this, the, the strutters in. He's about 30 steps, and he starts gobbling, drumming, everything that you want I mean, he's doing it all, but he's not sticking his head up. Wow. And so this goes on, you know, four or five minutes. feels like it's a little bit longer than that. And so I finally kind of gather myself, get the moisture back into my mouth, and uh, <laughs> let out a cu- couple series of yelps. And he'll gobble, but he puts his head right back down, and there's no shot. And then just kept, kept waiting and kept waiting. And finally, I let out one more series of yelps, and he sticks his head up to see And... Squeeze the trigger on the first bird of the year, and he dropped in his tracks, and the slam was complete. Man,
0: that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. It,
1: um, it was the best of both worlds, honestly. I got got it done first morning, pretty quick, but it was still really exciting. And I and I didn't want to sit here and I thought about how I was going to tell that story because there was a lot of stuff that went on, and I could have told the story over an hour, but I know we don't have that much time. But the condensed version was there was still a lot
0: of fun. Yeah. So what time of the morning was it that you shot that bird? Do you know? Did you look at your Seven, watch? Yep, 7.28. 7.28. Well, you just picked the winner of this week's giveaway. You didn't know it, but you just picked it. Oh, so it'll, okay. So it'll be entry number 28. It's nice. But, and I, I don't even know who that is yet because I I haven't looked, but that's a heck of a start to a turkey season and i know part of you had to be a little bit disappointed because at that point in time your hunt was over but well you just too it excited it was
1: yeah it was i was very excited but it was i was a little bummed out thinking about you know you know like the hunt is over but then randall asked me hey i got another friend that i'm going to take this afternoon you want to you know come help call and go on another turkey hunt for somebody else so of course i was all about it so we were able to take somebody else and actually get them a bird that afternoon so i got to see two osceolas get killed on opening morning wow or opening day excuse me
0: yeah that's pretty cool and you gotta like that um, so you you got two hunts in on osceolas and only had to pay for one that's not a bad deal
1: (laughs) no no it's not a bad deal at all
0: Oh goodness. So seven twenty three is when you killed the bird. Seven twenty eight. Seven twenty eight. Okay. All right. So the winner this week is entry number twenty-eight, and that is John Neil Baston. John Neil at gmail dot com is the winner of Dixie Fowl Schwag. So Sweet. What I'm going to do is email John Neal, and I will copy you on the email, and we'll let him reply with his name, address that he wants to have the good email to. And he also Mm -hmm. needs to pick out what he wants, doesn't he, off the website? He
1: can. can Yep. He can go to uh, DixieFalco.com. We have primarily hats and stickers, so he can go to the website and pick out any hat that he wants and any sticker that he wants, and we will get it shipped out to him promptly.
0: Very cool. Man, that's awesome. Well, you want to do this again next week? We can. Would love to to give some more stuff away. All right, let's do it again next week. And so everyone who has entered already needs to enter again this Mm -hmm. week. Is that correct?
1: That is correct. So we want to give everybody a fair chance. So just enter again for next week and the Turkey 18 promo code for com for $5 off is still running through the end of March and we're promoting it primarily here on the Turkey Hunter podcast.
0: And that's a great opportunity and and I very much appreciate you doing that as well as the giveaway. You're very generous to do that. we,
1: We definitely want to give back and like I said last week we're a big fan so we want to help the show also.
0: Good deal. Well, this week we're going to push this thing a lot more on social media so there may be a little bit more competition, but there's no reason why you, the listener, can't win just like John Neil Baston won this past week. Someone is going to win. It may as well be you. So register early and we will be drawing a name again next week and I'll have JR on again next week and I don't know. We'll have to get him to make up a turkey hunting story for us. Maybe he can (laughs) share the story of the second bird that he watched die on opening day this coming week when we talk. So good deal. JR, thank you again very much. I'm going to let you duck back into the banquet there and be looking for that email that I'll be sending out to John Neal. And I look forward to talking to you next week, man.
1: Sounds good. Yep. I'll be looking forward to the email and get John's information and get his gear out to him ASAP.
0: Good deal. Thank you again for everything that you're doing for the listeners. And hey, thanks for helping out the NWTF too and volunteering at the banquet. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Have a great evening. Y'all raise some money. Yep. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. Now here is Richard Duncan with RJ Duncan to tell us who The winner of the first Strutton 360 mechanical decoy stake is. Listen in. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's you, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, I've got Richard Duncan on the line with me this evening with Strutton 360 mechanical stake for decoys, and he's come on to pick a winner. For the giveaway this week where we're actually giving away one of his decoy stakes and these are the mechanical stakes that spin the decoys around while they're out in front of us and add some realism and some life to our decoys set up unlike counting on the wind to blow a decoy and we know that that's very unreliable and can often be very unrealistic but These steaks are awesome to do it for us and on our command as well. So that makes it even better. So Richard, how are you this evening?
2: I'm doing good, Andy. How
0: are you? I am fantastic. We are just over seven days away from Turkey season starting in Alabama. I don't, I don't believe for the next seven days that I'm going to have a frown on my face at all.
2: That's for sure. It's within a week.
0: Yeah, man, I'm pumped up and ready to go. So,
2: Yeah, I got my shells loaded, the vest is packed, and fuel in the truck.
0: There you go. That's the way to do it. I don't even think I unpacked my vest from last year, so I think I just had all my stuff in there and just hung it up on the coat hanger in in my little hunting closet and patted it on the shoulder and told it I'd be back soon.
2: (laughs) For sure, for sure.
0: Oh, goodness. So, while I am... Pulling up the list of entries we have here, and we have quite a few entries, so I'm excited about that and excited about one of these people getting a decoy stake. While I'm doing that, pulling that list up, let me ask you just a random question. How old were you when you killed your first turkey?
2: Andy, the part of the country I'm from, didn't have a lot of turkeys when I was younger, and I had an interest in turkey hunting, but I was actually 25 Before I shot my first bird,
0: 25 years old. So you just picked the winner of this week's contest, this week's giveaway, and that is entry number 25. And entry number 25 is an email address G I O V A N N O N E J A at att.net. Giovannan, E J A at att.net is the winner this week of the Strutton 360 giveaway so that is pretty cool. You didn't know you were going to pick a winner that way did you?
2: Uh, Absolutely not but it's kind of cool to do it that way for sure.
0: (laughs) Well, I figured I'd just throw you a little curveball there, and you know me well enough to know I'm already random. Yeah,
2: for sure, for sure.
0: That question didn't shock you in the least, but throw you a little curveball there. So that's great. Well, I will send an email out to our lucky winner, and I will copy you on that email, and we'll let him or her respond with their name and mailing address, and then let you get that decoy stake out there to them so that they can play around with it a little bit before season starts and i can just imagine that decoy stake being set up in front of them with a strutter decoy on it or a hen decoy on it on open and morning and them pushing the button on the remote control to get that thing to turn as a big old gobbler comes strutting into view for a shot that's getting me fired it up it can
2: definitely i'd say andy it can definitely be a decisive factor if you've got one that hangs up on the corner and needs a little enticement to come in
0: yeah awesome well richard thank you very much again for your generosity and doing the giveaway with us and we're going to do this again this week aren't we
2: absolutely absolutely i'm looking forward to getting (laughs) 10 of these units into people's hands and Hearing the excitement over the phone when they tell me about taking their first bird with the new Strutton 360 XDR.
0: That is cool. So this week, we're going to do the contest entries a little bit different. And last week, we had them text their email address to us. But this week, what they can do is go on to my website, www.imturkeyhunting.com com slash Strutton 360. That's S-T-R-U-T-T-N 360. And if they'll go there, there's a sign up form where they'll just enter their name and their email address and they'll be entered in the contest by doing that. And if they have already entered is, we decided last week that there's no No need, no reason for them to enter again this week, is there?
2: That's correct. Once they get entered, they're in for the length of the
0: contest. Fantastic. Good deal. So, again, the web address that they need to go to is IamTurkeyHunting.com Slash Strutton360 S-T-R-U-T-T-N 360 And they can... Very quickly and easily enter their name and email address on the contact form from even their mobile device, and they're entered. It's just that easy. So, just trying to give them some more options instead of just doing the text entry. So, that's very cool. Richard, again, thank you for doing the giveaway with us, and I hope that. Everyone listening will go on over to your Facebook page and give that a like and go to your website and check out the Strutton three sixty decoy stake and your website again is
2: www.rjduncan.com. and that's dot com.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, I hope you have a great evening. Thank you for taking time out of your evening to come on the show. I know that you're busy as all get out right now with turkey season right on the cusp, but I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come on and do the giveaway with us. And I look forward to talking to you next week to give one more decoy steak away.
2: Andy, thank you very much. It's, it's indeed a pleasure and look forward to next week to get another Strutton 360 in a lucky listener's hands.
0: Good deal. Thank you, Richard. Have a great night. Thanks, Andy, and you too. All right, buddy. Goodbye. Bye bye. Hey, big congrats to John Neil Baston and Jason Giovanoni. Jason, I hope I got that last name right. It wouldn't be good for one Italian to mispronounce another Italian's last name. But congratulations to both of you guys on winning our first giveaways. It is not too late for you to win one of the giveaways if you did not win this week because we're doing another giveaway next week. And all you need to do to register for the Dixie Fowl Company giveaway is text the word Dixie Fowl. That's D-I-X-I-E-F-O-W-L. No spaces to the number 44222 to register. Even if you registered last week, You will need to register again this week. Now, we're mixing it up a little bit this week for the Strutton 360 giveaway. If you registered last week for the Strutton 360 giveaway, you are already registered for this week's giveaway. If you did not register for last week's giveaway for the Strutton 360 decoy stake, then what you need to do is go to www.iamhub.com turkeyhuntingcom slash Strutton360, and that's S-T-R-U-T-T-N 360, www.IamTurkeyHunting.com slash Strutton360. Go there, enter your name and email address on the contact form, click the Submit button, and you will be registered. Just that easy. Like I said, mixing that one up a little bit. And remember, even if you registered for Dixie Fowl last week, you need to re-register this week. If you registered for Strutton 360 last week, you do not need to re-register this week. I know it's a little bit confusing, but all I'm trying to do is make sure you're listening. (laughs) Okay, next up. I've been teasing you guys with a big announcement about a project that I've been working on for the past six months. And today, I have to tell you that I still cannot make that announcement. All right, I'm just kidding. I am making that announcement today and I am really excited about this. So here's what's going on. Today, I am doing a soft launch of the project that I've been working on for the past six months that I have had in my head and on paper since sometime in 2016. You know you guys have really been helpful in letting me know what I can do to help you be better turkey hunters because ultimately that's what this show is about. I want to help you guys have more success in the turkey woods each spring and fall. You've been very helpful in responding to those surveys at the end of the year, and even during the year, sending me emails and letting me know what it is that you need for me to have more success while you're turkey hunting. And one common theme in those surveys and in those emails that you're sending me is, I need more, I want more, I need more information, I want more information, and I totally get it. You know, about 50% of you guys who listen to this show, are new turkey hunters. And when I say new, I'm talking like five years and less experience in the turkey woods. I remember when I was first learning the sport, I wanted more and more information, but information was hard to come by at that point in time. Not very many old timers were willing to share information with me to help me get to that point to where I could learn the sport and have some success. And that's where the inspiration for this product came from. Now, what you guys may not know about me is that I struggle with being a perfectionist. So making this announcement right now is a big deal in my head because this project I've been working on for the past six months is not yet complete. There are a few holes in it here and there and me and my team of people are working to fill those holes in but here's what i've had to come to grips with over the past few days the project is functional it's pretty clean there are a few products missing and a few that are still in production there are a few cosmetic issues that are still being ironed out and worked on as you are hearing me speak about the project and there are some improvements that i know that we can make to the project to make it a little bit more user friendly. And we're starting those sometime soon. This project today is not going to look the same tomorrow or the next day or next week or next year. And that is the number two reason why I'm moving forward with this project announcement. The number one reason why I'm making this announcement today is because I feel like this project is just too good not to go ahead and roll it out to you guys, even with its minor flaws. And yeah, that may sound a little cocky to hear me say that, but it is with pride, not cockiness, that I make that statement with. Because all I did was come up with the idea, and I put the wheels in motion to make the idea reality. But it's guys like Preston Pittman, Jeff Buds, and Chris Parrish who have made my little idea into what I think is an awesome reality and what I believe is an awesome opportunity to up our game in the turkey woods. So what is it? What is this project that I've been working on that I've been telling you about for the past few months? All right, I can't say just yet because I've got a couple more things to say about it. The project is not a turkey call. It's not a decoy or a vest. A gun, a bullet, a camo pattern, or anything that you can buy that today's manufacturers and marketers promise us will help us to kill more turkeys. Obviously, we do need those things, but I think this project can help you to kill more turkeys than any one of those products can in and of itself. When I think about this project, it kind of reminds me of the old proverb, give a man a fish, feed him for a day teach a man to fish, feed him for life. But in a literal sense, this project is called Turkey Hunting University. So what is Turkey Hunting University? Turkey Hunting University is an online, on-demand pay-per-view website that features video courses on every topic related to turkey hunting. Any topic and every topic you need to know more about to become a better, more complete turkey hunter. These courses are designed to educate the new to intermediate level turkey hunter to give them the knowledge that they need to feel more confident in the turkey woods. And let's face it, we all know that more confidence will lead to more success. And you guys that have been listening to the show for a while know that I've been turkey hunting for about 25 years and I learned a bunch of new things while putting this project together for you guys. The topics in turkey hunting university include turkey hunting gear where you'll learn what the instructors have in their turkey vests and can't leave home without turkey hunting guns what is it that makes a turkey hunting shotgun at the range where we talk about how to pattern and sight in our shotguns scouting where we discuss the different scouting strategies the instructors have locator calling where we discuss how and when we use locator calls. Setup, and as we all know, that's the big one, where the instructors talk about their strategies for determining where and how to set up on a turkey. Calling, where we talk about the language of the wild turkey. Strategies and techniques, where we talk about some of the different common turkey hunting scenarios from hunting hind up gobblers to some late-season tactics. Decoying, where instructors discuss their strategy on how and when to use decoys. Weather, yep, it's just what it sounds like. We talk about how the weather affects turkeys and their patterns during different weather conditions. Shooting, where we talk about knowing when to move and where to aim. After the shot, where the instructors discuss what to do after a shot is fired, good and bad. Photographing, where we show you how to take the best photos of your trophies. Cleaning a turkey, where we'll discuss everything from skinning a turkey to breasting one out to plucking a whole bird. All of the options there for cleaning a turkey. Taxidermy where a taxidermist will show you how to prepare your bird for taxidermy, displaying your fans, beards, and spurs. How do you properly prepare those parts for displaying them and the different ways that you can display them? Cooking a turkey. Now we've got this meat in the freezer. How do we prepare it and how do we cook it so that we can get the most enjoyment out of that turkey breast, legs, and thighs? Preparing collars for next season where the instructors will show us how they prepare their turkey collars for storage so that those collars will last for years. And we don't have to buy new turkey collars every year. Preparing your property for next season, where we're gonna learn how to prepare our hunting properties in the best manner so we can ensure that we have turkeys around to hunt next spring. And preparing yourself for next season, where we talk about studying, exercising, and planning, and those are all the topics that we discuss in that video. We're even working on a fall semester where we're going to feature courses on fall turkey hunting by late summer or early fall of this coming year. This website is going to be the resource for all the knowledge that you need to have a more successful turkey season. Now, as I mentioned, the courses and Turkey Hunting University are all pay-per-view, on-demand, and online. They start at $9 each, and we even have package deals that are available for purchase where you can buy 10 courses for $79, or you can buy all of the courses that are currently available on Turkey Hunting University for $149. Any new courses in the future can be added to your account individually or by purchasing additional packages. So today, I want to invite you guys to go on over to the website and check it out. The web address is www.turkeyhuntinguniversity.com. Now, like I said, and this is a big deal for me personally, the site is not perfect yet. The courses for some topics have not been completed yet, I'm expecting courses to be uploaded even today. One other little imperfection right now about the site is that you're gonna have to go through about two more steps in order to complete your purchase than I would like for you to have to go through. But the content in these courses is just too good not to get out to you guys before turkey season starts. Now, here's the deal. Because you guys listen to the show, I wanna give you a bit of a deal since you're faithful listeners. So from now until Sunday night, March the 11th at 10 p.m. Central. I'm giving you guys access to each course currently available on Turkey Hunting University for $5 each. If you wanna buy one course, it's five bucks. You wanna buy three courses, it's 15 bucks. If you wanna buy 10 courses, it's 50 bucks. And I know that I have blown you away because you didn't know that I was so good at high-level math. (laughs) Anyway, go check out the site. Purchase some courses using the coupon code PODCAST for $5. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T. No spaces. That'll get you these courses for $5 for a limited time. Watch some of the courses and let me know what you think about the courses. Now, Monday morning, I'll be doing a hard launch of the website to anyone and everyone that turkey hunts or wants to turkey hunt. And the $5 podcast coupon code will not be effective any longer. So go on the site, take advantage of that discount. Let me hear from you about the content. And thank you guys, because as I have mentioned, my goal is to help you guys be better turkey hunters. And with your input and feedback about the Turkey Hunter podcast and just your experience in the woods, I'm excited to be bringing this to you because without a doubt, I know that these courses on this website are going to help you guys to be able to kill more turkeys. They're going to help me to be able to kill more turkeys. I have no doubt about that. So I'm really stoked about bringing Turkey Hunting University to you guys. And one other thing, I can tell you with confidence that if you've been turkey hunting for 10 years or less, then Turkey Hunting University has something for you. If you've been turkey hunting for 10 years or more, then I know you'll learn something from watching these courses, but... I can't tell you which ones you need to watch to learn something because only you know what aspect of your turkey hunting game you could use more help with. Okay, now that the housekeeping stuff is out of the way, let's get into today's interview. So today, I have an interview that I've been wanting to bring to you since June of last year. But due to a number of reasons, I couldn't make it happen until now. And I'm very cool with that because the information... And the interview is timely, with turkey season being right around the corner. Karen Cavender with the NWTF is joining us today to educate us about the NWTF's Wild Turkey Records program. And so, without further ado, here's Karen Cavender, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. I am glad to tell you that I am here today with Karen Cavender, who I'm just going to call you the official records keeper at the NWTF, but I'm sure you have a much cooler title than that. <laughs> but Karen is the official records keeper at the NWTF, and I wanted to get Karen on today to talk to us a little bit about what she does and why it's important and how she can help us. And so, Karen, how are you and where are you?
3: Hi, Andy. I am doing very well today and very excited to be here. And we are located at the headquarters of NWTF in Edgefield, South Carolina.
0: All right. I'm probably going to give away my age here, but I envision you sitting in an office with just tons of file cabinets around you and all these records laying around but I know everything's digital today and that doesn't happen so you're probably <laughs> sitting at your desk with a, a computer monitor in front of you and clean walls with no file cabinets anywhere but I'm just going to keep my picture in your head in my head of all the file cabinets <laughs> okay. with all these records around there and you just keeping yes. up with all of them and staying on top of everything over there.
3: Well certainly I appreciate that. Quite the contrary. We are in the digital age, so thankfully, (laughs) I don't have to look at file covenants all day long. That would be quite boring. So we do have, I have a beautiful office and decorated, but I do have information at our fingertips for all types of things in reference to the Truckee records. But telling you a little bit just on the personal side about myself, I am 53 years old. I have been married for 33 years, and we have one daughter, and four grandchildren and I have worked with the NWTF for over the past twenty years. And I can genuinely say, Andy, that I honestly feel very blessed. I love what I do and when you love what you do, you do not mind coming to work daily. And so I live in Greenwood, South Carolina, and that's all forty five minutes from here in Edgefield. But I love the morning time so it's really good drive in the evenings you kinda get tired but that's okay. I still enjoy what I do. And just go into the question about how I got into turkey hunting. I have learned so much in the 20 years I've been here. I remember receiving my first phone call about chufa seed, and I had no clue at that time what chufa was. Uh, And I felt, it was really, honestly, very embarrassing when someone calls you and asks you, they want to order Chufa, and you're thinking, what in the world is he talking about? He must I, have I a remember cold. When I, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, so I've learned a lot um, when, since when I first applied for this position. Um, when I first applied, I had no clue that turkeys actually do fly, and it's just been a joy. It it honestly has. It's been a learning, personal experience for myself, and one can't say that, I don't think, in every job. I enjoy engaging with hunters across the country, but I have something to admit to you. Okay. Okay. So, yes, I am the official Turkey Records Keeper. Some people have called, and and really, it's very funny. They would say, I heard that you're the guru of the records. (laughs) And I was like, okay, (laughs) that's different. But as I have talked across and engaged across the country and have engaged in, you know, conversing and explaining our program, I must admit that I had never Mm -hmm. been turkey hunting. Mm -hmm. Now, that's almost embarrassing to be able to say that Um, I was passionate there were many many conversations that I held with hunters that I I almost felt like I was pulled in to where they were because of their passion their excitement of their hunt and the stories that they would tell as they were trying to ask questions about registering their birds and but this past spring season I'm so honored to say that finally finally I really caught the fever, and the flame will just say this. I just use this analysis when I think of myself as a turkey hunter, beginning turkey hunting. The flame finally caught fire. I went from just talking turkey with other hunters to genuinely being able to experience my first hunt, which turned into an adventure, and it was truly a breathtaking experience. Yeah. I can't even begin to describe the feeling I got And I call it a journey. I don't know. Others may or may not. But it was a journey for me. It was a very beautiful, soulful journey. That's the way I I, I think of that, my first hunt. And it's where my senses, they came alive like never before. And, Andy, I'm sure that you know as well as many hunters know and feel a lot of the same emotions. It's an emotional thing. It's listening intently and hearing and watching Mother Nature. I've always enjoyed the early mornings, but just sitting out there in the woods watching Mother Nature awaken, and then I was able to hear that first gobble Hmm. in the far distance and just anticipate that gobbler coming around that corner And, you know, I was scared at the same time, though, because I thought, what if I miss? What if I injure this bird? I mean, there was all kinds of feelings running through my mind, but it didn't take away from that experience, that that soulful thing that I felt, and it was truly an adventure, adventure. and it's almost like, to me, you're becoming one with nature when you're sitting out there. True. Because you do experience so much. I mean, I don't know. It created a lot of beautiful memories. Something that I now can say I experienced and it c- will continue in the upcoming seasons to experience. Something that otherwise, for years, I was only able to, we'll just say, experience through the eyes and the hearts of other hunters. So I, I'm really glad that I finally got on board <laughs> and can say that I am part of that hunting group or that right. group of individuals that have grown a passion for what they enjoyed doing. And then that makes my job so much more enjoyable, even more so than I normally had felt.
0: Right, yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, you know, I, I think that is really a great story and, you know, I'm always interested in, because I grew up hunting, and you and I talked a little bit about this yesterday, off the recording, obviously, off the interview, but I grew up hunting and so I'm, really don't have very many memories of what it was like to not hunt. And so I'm always fascinated when I meet adults who did not start hunting until adulthood. And I'm I'm fascinated by really what sparked them to get out and get into the woods to experience this. And so what was it for you Exactly. I I know you were, you've were you been surrounded by hunting just because of where you worked for the past 20 years, but what was it really that drove you to say, I'm doing this this year?
3: Okay, yeah, and, and that's a really good question because I have heard and talked with so many hunters and felt like I was being pulled into their stories, but something really this past year touched me. It was a father and a son. And the father called me and his son had never hunted before, but had a lot of serious health issues. Mm -hmm. And the father was talking to me about how he had always hunted with his dad. And he had tried to encourage his son uh, to hunt with him, but his son had never shown any interest. And then when his son got seriously ill, as his dad began to talk to him, he was telling him sharing some information with him, sharing some memories. And the son, I would would say maybe the spark got ignited. And he began to think about life and think about maybe opportunities he had missed, mm-hmm. this son. And so he went on his first hunt with his dad. And Andy, even to talk about it, it just brings tears to my eyes because his father shared him and his son's first experience. Yeah. And I, I mean... It was like it really touched something in the depths of my soul. And I thought about, Lord, you created all of this and you've given us this opportunity. And I've never stepped out and I've never taken this opportunity that all, all the hunters have talked about to me personally through the years. And today is the day that I am making that decision that I want to become part. I want to experience what they experienced and what this father experienced with his son. Mm-hmm. And so a coworker of mine invited me on a hunt, and I decided to say yes. And that was one of the best decisions I believe I've ever made. But it was just so heart-touching with this father and son experience. And I've heard other father-sons, mother daughters experience, but this particular instance somehow just really, really touched the depths of my heart. And so I thought, it's time, Karen. It's time that you made up your mind to step out and take become a part of this. And I and I did and I'm I'm very, very grateful. I do look forward to the upcoming spring season. I do plan to go on more hunts and I've already had several to invite me on hunts. So I am truly Andy looking forward to
0: that. I bet. I bet. That is so exciting and I know it resonates with all the listeners to the show because it resonates with me in being able I can put myself in your shoes and now, you know, listening to this father and son, because I know what it's like, you know, I've, I've, thankfully I've been hunting with my dad my whole life. And so, you know, those are some of the best memories that I have of my childhood and even adulthood. And so that resonates with me. Your story resonates with me and I know it's going to resonate with a lot of the listeners. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us because You know, I think a lot of times if we can show others, not necessarily anti-hunters, but non-hunters who are indifferent about the sport, our passion and what it is that drives us to get out into the woods, to go through the effort of going out into the woods to to experience what we experience. I think if we can share that with them and, and they really see our passion, I think that It does have an effect on them and makes them say, if this is that incredible, if this is that awesome, I need to experience that. And so I really appreciate you sharing that. That is a great story.
3: Well, I I, I tell you, I really wish I had the opportunity to meet that father and son because he doesn't realize the impact he had on me that day. And a lot of hunters have. That's not to slight them, but that particular instant, at that particular moment, like I said, it just touched my heart chords. And it even today when I think about it, I mean, tears do come to my eyes because it was a beautiful, heartwarming story um, of what hunting meant to him and how he wanted to pass that on to his son. And I'm glad that that son made a choice and decided it was the right time for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that and for opening up and And letting me pull some information out from you about that, like I said, it is just something that I'm always curious as to how adults just make that decision all of a sudden to go. And so that's incredible. That's a great story. And and to know that you've been around it all these years, but it was a conversation that you had with someone that sparked that. It was just that easy. It didn't take you being pressured time and time and time and time again Come on, Karen, let's go. Come on, you want to go Saturday? Come on, let's go next Saturday. How, you can't go next Saturday. Well, that's let's go right. Tuesday. You know, it, but it was that passion and and the the feelings and the that that father had in expressing all yes. uh, that hunt with his son to you. So that's that's incredible. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so I could talk to you about that all day long. And I'm sure we could do a whole episode out of it. And most everyone listening to the show would be glued to the show the entire time. But I wanted to get you on today for a different topic. And that is to talk to us a little bit about what exactly it is that you do at the NWTF. So can you start by telling us about the Wild Turkey Records Department at the NWTF and what goes on there?
3: Yes, I'll be glad to share that. That's another part of my job. I have several things that we do here um, that I'm a part of, and that's one thing I like, a variety in the job that I do. And it makes a difference, and it gives me an opportunity to meet many, many different people from walks of life. Um, But one of those things, what we're talking about today, is the Wild Turkey Records Program. And it is a program where we began to keep records actually beginning in 1982, And it's a recognition program for both the hunter and I consider it a recognition program for the bird. And it allows hunters to score and to register their harvest. And by scoring the bird, a hunter can see where that bird ranks in various categories. And I'll share that such as the heaviest weight bird, the longest spur or the longest beard. And we're talking about a longest single beard Mm -hmm. and a total score. And they can look at those records statewide and nationally. Um, So that's just part of what the program does. It offers hunters a lot of different things for a lot of different reasons. Um, I know, and if you wanted me to share some of the reasons, I'd be glad to do that, Andy.
0: Absolutely. Please do.
3: Okay. I know through all the 20 years that I've talked to hunters, their reasons behind it, and we've had some pretty interesting stories, some pretty interesting birds that people wanted to register, but basically the program, you have to legally harvest the bird. It cannot be domestically fed. Some of the reasons the hunters choose to register, and I've heard this from a good many hunters, they want to register their harvest because they want to give recognition to what they say. They want to pay homage to this magnificent bird. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of hunters call in, and as we began to talk, that's one of the things they say to me is, Karen, I really just want to show respect for this bird. I want to register it for no other reason, but I just want to show, um, give it, give homage to this magnificent bird. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful bird. It deserves that. So, that's one of the reasons some hunters record their harvest, and also, another reason, hunters, it's a venue where they can record their successes. So it's almost like keeping a journal. They have an opportunity to, at any point and any time, to see how those birds rank. And it also records them and their successes in harvesting these birds. And it, at times, Andy, and this is one thing that I was really surprised. Years ago, as you're working this area and you're helping hunters and assisting them in scoring and restoring their birds, it, at times, to some hunters, becomes a very competitive arena. Such as I'll give some examples, okay, there are times that hunters call me and they want to dispute the world's record mm-hmm. on a bird in a particular category because they they make the comment, "I know for a fact that bird is not legitimately harvested, so in turn, we always uh, require certain documentation in order to register a bird, certainly with any type of magnitude of poundages, such as, you know, I've had people call in like this and say, I harvested a 40 pound bird. How do I get it registered? Right. Well, flags began to go up, Andy, because you're thinking a bird of that size possibly could be a domesticated bird. Mm -hmm. And so we do require a lot of documentation, witness signatures, weight coupons, where the bird was harvested and written documentation and statements from people like the game warden or a DNR person, you know, when it becomes that huge, we need to know that we need to know that this bird is legitimate before we put it in the records. And mm-hmm. it's not to say that that, that hunter has been underhanded, that hunter may have just harvested a bird on someone's land that they didn't even realize mm-hmm. was being domestically fed. So that's not to undermine the hunter him or himself or herself. That's just saying we have to take precautions before we actually put something in the records because we want to keep our records accurate right. and true. But there are times, you know, that that problem does arise and hunters do question some of the records, whether it be the heaviest bird, the longest spur, or the longest single beard because we even measure the beard to its longest strand, even if it's just one strand. Right. So that counts. And, of course, the biggest score, which encompasses multiple beards, the weight, the spur, and the, well, I said the beards already, yes. So, that's another reason that hunters do it, because they want to see their ranking among other hunters' rankings in those various categories. So, to them, it's more of a competitive. You know, people can get competitive in all arenas of life, and turkey scoring and turkey registering birds is, is also one of those areas. Mm-hmm. And then also, I would say it's to help verify the success of now realizing, I want to make this statement. This is not a mandatory program. So right. it's not something like a check-in station where you have to record your bird. So it is a, it is not a mandatory program, but it is an opportunity for hunters who to desire to accomplish one or more things. I feel like it's a tool that can, can be used by hunters that have stated they personally wanted to give homage, like I mentioned, it, and these other reasons. So it's just an opportunity for them to accomplish maybe something personal that they want. Yeah. And it also shows the, how we, the NWTF, have a successful record uh, working with the uh, state and federal agencies and our multiple partners to be able to restore these birds in the areas so that honey can be available to all. So, I mean, it's just a, when you look at NWTF, it's such a simple but yet complex organization that, that really is successful in so many things because of the volunteers, through our members, through our staff. I mean, it's just like a mixed bag of people working toward one common goal and having a passion for something that means so much, not just for the records program, but overall for i i just think our lives i mean it impacts our lives it is i mean it impacts hunters lives and yes you do have those that are not for hunting that are anti-hunting but you know they just don't get it they don't mm-hmm. feel the way we feel i really believe if they had one opportunity one opportunity to step into the arena and really carefully listen to what hunters have to say and how hunters add to their state, even revenue-wise, I believe something, something would get ignited in them to make them stop and reflect and think, okay, maybe I've had the wrong view all along. And I'm hoping and trusting that even if someone hears this podcast, it will at least spark an interest that they'll do a little more research right. or they'll think a little bit more, Andy, about, hmm, maybe I need to see what this thing is about because it does. It, it is one of the greatest things to me. And, and I am so very grateful that, as I stated before, that that spark became a fire, not just a little flame burning. And I like to use analogies, so forgive me if it sounds a little cheesy.
0: No, that's quite but all right.
3: I really do. I, I just wish that many others had that opportunity that they could take their first hunt or just go and sit in the woods with someone, even if they don't even take a gun, just go and sit and let mother nature's do it's run its course. And to me, that's so very exciting. I mean, like I said, it's hard for me to describe in words and really put the perfect words to that scenario. But I'm, I'm hoping with this program that and the various, various reasons that hunters like to utilize it, and it does vary, like I said, but I think it's a great program. A lot of states no longer record harvest, so a lot of the agencies, they simply say if someone calls them, you need to contact the NWTF. They have a wild turkey records program, Mm -hmm. so I'm very thankful for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, If we kill a turkey that we want to register, how do we go about scoring that turkey and registering our kill with the NWTF?
3: Okay, and we like to make things easy. Okay, so first of all, if if somebody says, I want to register my bird, how do I do that? Or how do I score that bird? Everything is on our website. Our website is nwtf.org, and they would go to the hunting tab on the very first page the home page Mm -hmm. they would scroll over to that tab and a drop down menu is going to appear and they'll simply hit wild turkey records so the second page will appear and they'll scroll down they can either search the turkey records for the information they're looking for such as what we have already talked about extensively the longest beard longest bird heaviest bird total score Or it says how to to score your bird, you click on that, even has a scoring calculator. So all you got to do is input your information in pounds and ounces, and also we do measure everything by 16th. So they'll just input that information in, and it will calculate the score for them, thus leading them to be able to find out what their ranking is, or they can download the official NWTF registration form. And... It's a very simple process, very simple questions. Um, Some of those include, of course, the name of the hunter, the date of the harvest, the county they harvested it in, how much the bird weighed, longest spur, or excuse me, both spurs, they have to record that, and their beards, including multiple beards. And then they would obtain witness signatures. And on the bottom of the first page is actually an additional paragraph that states what type or what photos they would need to attach to that registration form.
0: All right. And so when someone enters their information online and calculates their score that way, you said that there's a trigger that at that point will will enable them to print out the form that they need to complete?
3: Well, it's actually actually two separate boxes. One says how to score your bird, and you would click on that box, and you'll score your bird. And okay. then you can go back and look at the ranking of how your bird ranks among other hunters statewide and nationally. Then there is another box that you click on. It says how to register your bird. Okay. And that's where you would download the form and it gives you steps. Gotcha. And I always just tell people to pay close attention to that last paragraph, as I mentioned already, because it will inform them if they need to attach additional photographs or a weight documentation um, certification or if they have to have um, the beards or the spurs measured with a tape measure and provide those photos. So a certain stipulation that goes along with the registration form.
0: Very good. I'm glad you told me that. So I was looking at the calculator online to score the a turkey and in the calculator, it says length of beard. But if we had multiple beards on a bird, do we just add those the length of those beards together and input that in that one blank? Is that
3: That is correct? Okay. You would add all your beards together and put that total length where it says beard length.
0: Okay. All right. Perfect. And then there's a conversion chart underneath that. So those of us who are not real good at math and we measure a sixteenth and don't know what that is in decimals or in fractions, that's there. So yes, sir. Or to convert I fractions to and decimals. It. Yeah. So good deal. Okay. That, that sure makes it a lot easier. All right. So after we send our registration in, What is the process from there and kind of give us an idea of what your turnaround time is? And I know that may vary. Obviously, as season ends, you're probably, you've got a lot more of these entries in than you do in, say, December or November.
3: That's correct. That's correct. Okay, so the processing and the timing on these registration forms is this. And like you said, it varies depending on the season and how many I receive, because we re- we receive a lot of registrations and it does take time. And I am the only person that actually processes these registrations. So it does take time to go through and verify the information that is on the registration form along with the documentation. So once a person sends something in, the approximate time I'd like to always say is six to eight weeks. And certainly if we're not near as busy, it may only take two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Then after that, once I have processed it, I upload that turkey on um, Harvest and its information onto our website. There again at the Wild Turkey Records program website. If you when you saw that box that said how to score your bird in scoring calculator, there is a box right next to it that says Search Turkey Records. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can search your turkey records along with others, statewide and nationally. Okay. Once I've processed it, I've uploaded it to the website, my next step would be to mail out certificates and lapel pins. Now, these certificates, they're very attractive certificates. They're frameable. They're eight and a half by 11, and they have the hunter's name and the hunter's bird's information. So it's sort of like you. a lot of people like to do display cases along with the lapel pin that has the subspecies Of the bird on those pins, each subspecies. If you are blessed enough to accomplish the slams that we have, which the slams would include a Grand Slam, a Royal Slam, a World Slam, a Mexican Slam, a Canadian Slam, and the Mac Daddy, the U.S. Super Slam, Mm -hmm. where you harvest one bird in every state with the exception of Alaska. So, hunters like to, that gives them goals. And we do have some U.S. Super Slam achievers, but you can see all that on our website again. And so, like I said, once I finish processing, I mail the certificates out and the lapel pins to the hunters themselves.
0: Okay. And what is the cost in submitting a bird?
3: Okay, the cost is $15 per registration. Okay. And so a question I often get is, I've completed my Grand Slam which the Grand Slam includes the four subspecies, the Eastern, the Miriams, the Osceola, and the Rio Grande. And then they will say, is there an additional cost because I've completed a slam? And the answer to that is no. Any slam that you complete, there is no additional cost. And we do have slam certificates as well as slam pins that have that particular slam on those pins.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Very cool.
3: Oh, and I did want to mention this because I do get asked this question a lot. Do I have to complete everything in one year? The answer is no, in order to complete a SLAM of any kind. Okay. The answer is you do not.
0: Okay. That is good to know, for sure.
3: Yes. Because some people have the impression if they don't complete the SLAM in a year, that means they haven't accomplished it.
0: Right. Yeah. So... You mentioned that you go through the process to verify as much information as you can about the turkey. And I know that on the registration form, there's an area where we can put a witness yes. in there. So do you typically contact those witnesses or is that there for future purposes if someone wants to dispute?
3: That is correct. That The latter part.
0: Okay.
3: Yes, we I have called and verified information before from that information that was provided on the registration form. But that's only if some, something's questionable on the registration form or I need to clarify something on the registration form or if someone calls in and wants to dispute that record. Okay. Then we move on to the process of contacting that business or the taxidermist or the game warden or the DNR person, that whoever has signed off as that witness. And I should say this, in order to register your birds, you either must be or must become an NWTF member. That's very pertinent. And certainly, people that are not NWTF members, there's so much that we have to offer. It's $35 per year, so your registration is $15 per bird, but your membership is actually $35 per year. But, Andy, you get a world of information and a world of things by joining. First, you get our Turkey Country magazine, and that's put out three or four times a year, and it is a beautiful source for hunters to have and other hunters, their pictures and and harvests they've taken and it's just a good hunting tips and tactics, and it's just filled with a world of information for hunters. So that one thing by itself to me is worth it. But then secondly, you get discounts off NWTF products online. And then thirdly, uh, we hold our annual convention, and you get in free, and our annual convention is held in this you know, this past year we just had it in Nashville, Tennessee hmm. and all members are able to get into a hall. We had over fifty four thousand people there this past year. I mean it's just a huge convention and four hundred and fifty or five hundred vendors. And so it's like the hunting world of the Baghdaddies I, I think. And all type of events and competitions going on and something so enjoyable. But also Another thing I know that hunters sometimes don't look at or people that are thinking about joining, we offer various things throughout the year. Like this, right now, they've got something going on. If you join for $35, you get a $25 Bass Pro card or you get, in, you get some, I think it's a set of hunting knives. So, I mean, it's almost like they're giving you something really big out of you mm-hmm. joining and you get so much more in return
0: very true it's almost not worth not being a member because i agree the magazine itself is worth $35 a year but then you're going to get a bass pro shops gift card to offset the majority of the cost of that yes. of, of the membership or- or the knives. And mm-hmm. like you said, there's there's so much that goes into that membership. So many resources available to us by being members and going on the website, being able to access some more information on there that only members have access to. And then we get the free admission to the sports show and convention. And... Yeah. And
3: that's a huge deal.
0: Yes, it is. And we get invitations to our local chapter banquets and all sorts of good stuff. So that's not even considering the good feeling that we get from helping out the turkeys because we need to help them out so we can have more to hunt.
3: (laughs) Well put. Well put, Andy. Yes, indeed. Exactly.
0: I have one Yeah, And I did want
3: to mention if you don't. Oh, I apologize. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I did want to mention something new and exciting because my department and I have been working with a long-term partnership with Onyx, Mm -hmm. and it's called Onyx Hunt. And in working with them, they have created, they're, they're using our records, our Wild Turkey records information, and they've created a new app layer that they've introduced. I believe they introduced it at convention itself just a couple weeks ago. And this new app uses our records program information and makes the records even more accessible, and it helps pinpoint counties that have mature toms across the country, and identify hunting areas. If you're a new hunter, you definitely will want to check this out. Because what is our first thing? Where do we have accessibility to hunt? Right. This will actually help guide and help scout areas that have larger birds and different subspecies. So. I want to encourage everybody to actually go on their app, on their mobile. If you have an iPhone, you can go to the App Store, and it's called Onyx, O-N-X, Hunt, and you can download it, and their terms are on the website. So it's just another wonderful tool. I mean, we have so many partners that we work with, but in particular, this particular company is working with us on our Wild Turkey Records program to use and utilize the information we have and we incorporate it into their app and it will provide a lot of tools to a lot of hunters.
0: Yeah. Because I've been on the website looking at some of the records just to get ready for our conversation. I actually mm-hmm. have looked at that map and tinkered around with that map that you're speaking of that is now a an overlay or a layer on the Onyx application. Yes. And it's pretty insane. That map is <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's it's pretty crazy. So I, I encourage everyone listening, just to go check the map out, if nothing else. I mean, it's it's very cool. You can look at it on the website, but if you do have the Onyx app, and I've just recently have downloaded that myself, and so I've been playing around with it a good bit here over the past couple of weeks. I actually downloaded it at the convention. And I am
3: excited about that, to hear you heard about that. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. It so, is.
3: That's a great word for it. It's insane. Yes. I mean, it's insane what it can do for hunters. And, yeah, encourage definitely encourage everyone to take advantage of that
0: yeah i'm glad you brought that up about the layer on that on the app so that's that's something neat that i don't know i'm a nerd i like that kind of stuff i do too (laughs) I, i can i can stare at a map for hours and so, you know, a map with additional data on it, like mm-hmm. record turkeys that have been killed there or turkeys that have just been registered for Grand Slams and that kind of stuff is obviously pretty cool to me. So
3: it is. And I, I love I love history. I love English. I love interesting facts. So that is definitely a place to tap into to find out many interesting facts.
0: No doubt. All right. So I have one final question for you, and I might be putting you on the spot a little bit, but is there a turkey or maybe two that you've had come through the records office there that really stuck out in your mind, and if there is, why?
3: Well, that's a good question. As far as, and I look at things many times when I'm talking to hunters because they're specific, Specifically, talking about the weight or the I've got the longest beard or I'm so excited I broke the record. And mm-hmm. one gentleman I know of, and there again, going back to we have to verify, we have loads of documentation, but this guy was so excited out of Lyon, Kentucky back in 2015. And I looked up that date. I didn't particularly remember that date, but I did remember where it was from. And this stuck out, and for years has, because when people ask me, it's in my head. I remember it. He was so excited, so passionate, and he said, Karen, I've done it. I've done it. I've I've killed many, many birds in my time. I love, I love hunting, but I've got the record bird. And do you know that bird still stands record? Since 2015, it's 37.61 pounds. Now, that's a massive monster. Wow. So, I mean, you would not, oh my God, Andy, you would not believe how many phone calls I got on that
0: bird. I bet. I
3: mean, we have to know that we have to know that everything's on the up and up. But this gentleman was so excited, and I began to check it out. I got excited with him. He, he sent me all type of information, all type of documentation, all type of witness signatures to be able to cover him and me both. Because, of course, you know that this was publicized heavily mm-hmm. in papers. So, But no one has achieved. Now, this is, uh, encompasses all subspecies. I want to say that, okay? So this was an eastern bird out of Lyon, Kentucky, L-Y-O-N, and that was back in 2015. So this guy still holds the record for 37.61-pound bird. So, yeah, that really stands out to me in my head, and I have a lot of facts and things in my head, but sometimes it's hard to pull them out the older we get, Andy. I understand. <laughs> that is one thing that has always stuck out in my mind is, is just hearing that man's voice and the excitement he had, and he goes, oh, my God, Karen, you're not going to believe this. So, And i talked to this guy before with some of his other birds, so, mm-hmm. but that in particular, yeah, that stood out to me.
0: That's pretty crazy. So, anyone who hunts in Lyon County, Kentucky, I'm going to give a little tip on how you can kill a (laughs) bird that may not be quite that big, but but at least similar in weight, and maybe even one that is heavier than that 37-pound turkey.
3: Yeah, because you never know. You never know what's out there.
0: That's for sure. So, here's the tip I'm going to give on how they can find a turkey that is that big or bigger. If they can locate the roost tree and wait on the elevator that that turkey uses to get in and out of that roost tree, I think that they can find another turkey that's just as large because oh my I cannot imagine a 37-pound turkey taking flight.
3: I couldn't either. Oh, that is beautiful. I love the way that you put that. Um, yes, the elevator that it took for that bird to get on the roost, had to, he had to be one mighty powerful king of the woods we uh, should say yeah and to carry the bird out even i i've i've thought about that many times that yeah. gentleman had to be mighty strong to carry a bird out of the woods with that type of size You're right. so no i mean it's it's beautiful it's beautiful talking turkey it, it's absolutely exciting and I'm glad I caught the fire, and I am honestly, I can say this. I, say, I tell people all the time I have the greatest job, and I mean that sincerely. I'm not just saying it. I do. I get to really meet so many wonderful people and talk to so many wonderful people through this hunting world. And so I know that I'm where I should be. I know God placed me here, and I am truly where I need to be because people bless me, and I've grown just personally as well as professionally. And for that, I am very grateful.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love talking to people who get excited about what they do. It's a lot of fun.
3: It really is, Andy.
0: Well, awesome. Karen, thank you so much. This has been a fantastic interview. It's been very informative and very inspirational as well. And I hope that some of the listeners to the show will just take a little bit extra time to really get to express their passion for the sport to others who are non-hunters. And maybe we throw an invitation out there to them because you never know what will happen from there. So
3: That's exactly right.
0: Yeah. So I hope that's inspirational for some of the listeners. And I really do thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule to share that story with us and share all of what you do. And hopefully you're going to be getting so many applications this year after the listeners harvest a bunch of birds that you'll have to get you an assistant in there.
3: (laughs) that would be wonderful. It just helps NWTF grow and further the mission that we have. So I'm excited. And Andy, I really want to say I thank you for this opportunity. I really do. It's been a pleasure.
0: You're welcome. It has been a pleasure. Fantastic. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day and I will be in touch with you in the not too distant future, I'm sure.
3: Very good. I look forward to it. You take care and have a great day yourself.
0: You too, Karen. And good luck this season as well.
3: Well, thank you. Um, Bye-bye.
0: Goodbye. Now, is Karen's story about her inspiration for getting into hunting awesome or what? I hope that some of you guys listening to the show will shoot some turkeys that you'll want to register with the NWTF this coming season. The reason I say that is because I hope that you kill big turkeys this coming season that you will want to register. And I think the records Program is a good opportunity for us to earn some recognition and to pay some respect to a giant old gobbler that we've tricked. All right, I want to take a minute to wish all of you guys in Mississippi and Alabama who will be taking youth hunters out to the woods this weekend a lot of luck. Be safe out there and remember that the hunt is the trophy. Make it fun and relaxed for those youngsters and don't get bogged down with making a kill happen. If a kill does happen, it will just be icing on the cake for them. So have a good time out there. Be safe. Don't forget to teach them some safety tips while you're out there as well. And this week, I actually have three favors to ask of you. One favor is to go and give Dixie Fowl Company and Strutton 360 likes on Facebook, if you haven't already done that. The second favor is to register for the Strutton 360 giveaway by going to www.iamturkeyhunting.com slash strutton360. Also to register for the Dixie Fowl Company giveaway again, even if you have registered for it already. Register again for this coming week. The third favor is to check out turkeyhuntinguniversity.com and let me know what you think about the content of the courses that you take. Email me, andy at imturkeyhunting.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review and make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies,